You know, it was back in October when I was praying fervently on my morning walk with my dog, Jack, and I heard very clearly from God that we needed to pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And some of you have been doing that with me since October. And on Wednesday, I just have to share that I had the opportunity to to preach at the community Lenten uh, services. And I invited people from seven other churches to join us. I just hear and see the ripple effect of how the Holy Spirit of God is at work. Reclaiming this, our community, reclaiming our territory to be about God's will and God's business for our lives. So if you've kind of eased off on that, I, I invite you to jump back on track. And the, what we're trying to do is that the dome of the courthouse is the highest point in our community. And so God revealed very clearly to me that every time I see the dome of the courthouse, I'm to pray the Lord's Prayer. It's as simple as that. And I ask that you join me when you walk by, when you drive by. And I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you drive by several times a day. And yes, let's do it several times a day. It is a powerful prayer. And we are, I mean, if Jesus said pray this way, then I think it's time that we get on board. So thanks be to God for that. I am so excited to jump in now on this, the, the, is this week three of our Lenten series on the Lord's Prayer. And this week we're going to focus specifically on the phrase, on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray. <clears throat> we acknowledge you, O oh God, as sovereign authority. Sovereign, holy, we exalt you, we exalt you, we speak against any distraction in the name of Jesus, and we call forth that all of us would be united in spirit, so that you would have your way speaking truth, speaking truth through, through this very human humble vessel. We pray in the name of Christ. Amen. All right, so experiencing the kingdom of God. Most of you, and I included for a long, long time, thought of the kingdom of God and experiencing the glory and presence of God would be something that would happen when we finally get to heaven and are basking in the presence of God. But that's not only it. The kingdom of God in experiencing Jesus on earth as he is in heaven is a both and. It's a now and then. It's a present and a future thing. So if you are thinking, well, I'll experience God when I get to heaven, then I want to hopefully expand your horizons this morning because then if you are in that mindset, you are missing you are missing so much of what Jesus has for you and for me. Now, we know, I I just want to give you a couple scriptures if you want to look forward to uh, that day when when we experience fully the kingdom of God. 
Second Peter 3.13 is talking about the new heaven and the new earth and also Revelations 21 verses 1 through 3. We, we have that to look forward to, but, but Jesus doesn't want us to have to wait until then. So today, I want us to, to delve in deeply into what Jesus said about the kingdom of God. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. Luke 17, starting with the 20th verse. Once, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Some other translations say because the kingdom of God is in your midst or the kingdom of God is among you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. People will tell you, there he is, or there he is, here he is, do not go running off after them, Jesus said. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first, Jesus must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, we need to go back to the Greek. In original translation, in the Greek it says, as in heaven on the earth. As in heaven, so upon the earth. So I want you to get this idea that in his incarnation, when Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus brought heaven to earth. Jesus brought us redemption and righteousness. Some of you have seen me climb up on that stepladder, and that is the most powerful uh, example of Jesus bringing earth to heaven. He came down brought us into the fold so that we might know how to live, might know how to be in relationship, might know fully the communion, the power, and the glory of God. There's a a song that I've been playing on repeat lately, What a Beautiful Name. And there's a, a few lines in that song that says, You didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Um, my sin was great. Your love was greater. What can separate us now? Jesus, you didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. And I know that that's what Jesus wants for each one of us personally, is for us to experience being in the presence of God, to fully experience the glory of God right here on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus, Son of God, Son of Man, descending down through the kingdom into every aspect of humankind. You see, we have full access through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not a, oh, wait till I get to heaven type of thing. We have full access to Jesus Christ our Lord, to all of the sovereignty, the majesty, the power, the authority, all that's happening in heaven, Jesus says we have access to right here on earth. 
So what do we do with that? To me, it's pretty simple. It begins with us. And the first thing is we passionately pursue more of God. We submit to his goodwill and, and authority, his divine authority. Um, go to Matthew six thirty three. Jesus said this, But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. That means his way of doing and being right. The attitude and the character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. I want to call your attention to those words, aim at, strive after. You know, so many of us in this world today are striving. We're trying so hard to do so many things. And Jesus says, wait. Now, if we could channel that striving and strive after, run after, keeping our eyes unabashedly on Jesus, the, the author and, our, and the perfecter of our faith, then, then we will experience heaven on earth. If you want to see or experience heaven, if you want to experience the glory of God, I would suggest this. Don't wait for visions of angels. Don't wait un until that day when we get to heaven or whenever Jesus comes back and we have that new heaven and new earth. Instead, look at Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. As I said, run after him. It takes a desire, a hunger, and a thirst for righteousness. You need to delve into that deep desire. I want more of you. I want to see your glory. Jesus, let your glory fall. And when I talk about that, the glory of Jesus, the glory of God, that is that beautiful perfection Sovereign majesty that only is from God. But we have access to that when we open ourselves to that, when we say, Holy Spirit, come and let your glory fall. Some of us are missing out. We're okay with, well, this is as good as it's going to get. And God is saying, but wait, if you would just open up, I have more for you. Don't sell Jesus short. So how do we do it? Study and obey his teachings. As we follow after Jesus, he's the example. How are we going to change our lives so that we are more like him? How can we imitate him in the ways we are worshiping our Heavenly Father? In the ways that we will humble ourselves, emptying ourselves even unto death. Now, most of you sang that song, I lay me down, I am not my own. But I almost wanted to stop the band and say, wait a minute, do you know what you're singing? Because if we are truly going to run after Jesus, if we are going to be fully in and abandoned to what Jesus has for us, then it is nothing about us. It is nothing of our will. I lay me down. I'm not my own. Let it be your will, your way. 
Yes, that's the attitude. That's the mindset. But Wednesday, oh, let me tell you about that. I preached on, I've done it here before, but circumcision of the heart. And I must say that most of the people there, not everybody, but a lot of folks are, are retired and older. And here's this crazy woman preacher. And Jimmy Patterson from, from First Baptist is reading all about circumcision and uncircumcision and blah, 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 circumcision. And, you know, and there was this little bit of, you could just feel, I could see everybody going, what? You know? <laughs> And I said, okay, I'm not a mind reader, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what you're thinking. That who is this crazy woman? I came here to feel good and have community and fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And then this woman's going to talk about circumcision? Yeah, because that's what it is. And it is that, that, that spiritual image of if we're truly saying, not my will but thine your will and your way, then it is that spiritual rib spreader where we are willing to allow God to to chip off or cut off those places of our heart that are unhealthy, that are sinful, that are not doing us any good or not doing the kingdom any good. We are saying, do with me what you want. Jesus did that in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's one of the many reasons I love him so. Son of God and Son of Man, he experienced every emotion that we have. He didn't want to die. If it be possible, oh God, take this cup from me. Didn't he pray it three times? But you know, he didn't stop there. He ended with, not my will, but thine be done. So we've got to follow after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We've got to live in such a way that we can make his truth known. And I will repeat it, it begins with us. It begins in, some, some uh, spiritual writers call it the secret place. In that place where it's just you and your Lord and Savior Jesus, where you are being as real as you can be, admitting just how awful you, you think your life is right now, being as honest, and allowing God to continue to transform you. you we have got to spend time, not only in worship and praise and exalting his holy name, but being honest. And saying, I am really struggling right now. Being honest about the temptations and the distractions you're facing. Being honest about those, those thoughts that you're having. Or those behaviors that you're involved in that, that you really know aren't right. But you can't do it without Jesus taking hold of your heart. And, and creating within you a new heart. A new spirit. We've got to. And I tell you what, once you get in that secret place and you taste and see that the Lord is good, you long for, you desire, you hunger and thirst for more. Where is your secret place? And, and remember, it doesn't have to be a place. It can be as, as you're walking your dog or something like that. 
<laughs> All right, well, let me tell you what. I, I came across author and Bible teacher Lawrence Richard, and he has something to say that I just need to share with you. The kingdom of God is expressed in the living witness to Jesus, which the Holy Spirit has burned into the lives of those whose hearts turn to the Lord. Whoa, 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 burning in my soul kind of fire. That's what we were singing about. A witness that the Holy Spirit has burned into believers' lives. John Wesley, founder of Methodism, talked about that. He talked about those believers who had a fire and a fervor of wanting to experience the face of God. And it wasn't just then when we get to heaven, but it's that fire and that fervor burning within us, that hunger and thirst for more of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, hmm, the kingdom of God is not in institutions and man's edifices. Remember what Jesus said in our scripture? The kingdom of God is what? Within you, within me. The kingdom of God is here and now. So he says, we looked for the kingdom of God and are eager for Jesus to reign in our lives, but we look at the wrong things. Now listen. He says, don't let the traditions of man draw you away from the God who is. The traditions of man, the the stuff about the rules and religion of denominations and, and, and divisions and separateness has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is unified when we all let go of our stuff and say we are all children of the Heavenly Father. Unify our hearts. Unify our spirits. Don't let traditions of man draw us away from who God is. So let me remind you, it is all about relationship. It's the relationship with God and us, and then us with each other. And yes, that makes the cross. It's all because of the blood of Jesus shed on the cross that we can experience the kingdom of God as in heaven upon this earth. So let me give you some stuff to take with you. Number one, if you haven't already got it, I say look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Turn your hearts to him. Spend more time each day just in, in, in spontaneous praise and worship. Be in an attitude of conversational prayer with him. Be in an attitude of listening, of seeking his face. Secondly, desire more in your relationship with him. Passionately pursue him, run after him with, I like this, reckless abandon. Get over what other people are thinking and go run hard to Jesus. Run hard to him. Be bold in your faith. Delight in him. Thirdly, I can't emphasize this enough. It is time for us to be in constant confession. We are sinful people. 
And there are things that we carry around that sins are obstacles that separate us from God. And we need to be fully clean. We need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, forgiven from all unrighteousness, so that we can continue to draw closer to Jesus Christ our Lord. And finally, I just have to say, Lewis Jackson, you have such a calling of God, a special anointing on your life. Thank you for being obedient. If you weren't here during the Sunday school hour, you've got one more chance next week. Lewis obeyed a nudge from the Holy Spirit to teach a church-wide class on, on the spiritual gifts. And talk about the kingdom of God An hour ago, we had people of all ages, from all classes here, studying together. Thank you for being obedient, because that's what the kingdom of God is about. And one of the things he said this morning was, you know, God's not going to just zap something on you, like a spiritual gift, like speaking in tongues or something. You know, you don't have to be worried about that. But you do need to have the desire, you do need to want to have all that God has for you. So ask the Holy Spirit not only to change your heart, but to change the atmosphere, to change this community, to change the environment of your household. Take control of your household. Reclaim our community. Ask God for what you desire. I desire more of you. I desire to claim fully the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. Elevation Worship has a a song called Here is in Heaven. And I want you to listen to these words. That is my prayer for us today. They say, the atmosphere is is changing now for the spirit of the lord is here the evidence is all around that the spirit of the lord is here overflow in this place fill our hearts with your love your love surround us because you are the reason we came to encounter your love Let your love surround us. A miracle can happen now, for the Spirit of the Lord is here. We need your presence. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here as in heaven. Let it be so in the mighty name of Jesus. As the band comes up, let's join together in prayer. God, you know each one of us, your children, so personally. And you know that all of us in this space are at different places in our relationship with you. So I simply pray, Holy Spirit, move. Do a good work, a powerful work in this place. We acknowledge your presence here. Change the atmosphere. Change our hearts. Change the atmosphere. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.